Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lola Community Podcast. Today's episode, I am so excited for. My heart is racing, my palms are sweaty, and I'm trying to breathe into this moment so that this um, time that we have together is sacred and delightful and is truly helpful to your heart and your home and your hands. And this episode is about the sacred uh, weekly holiday that we have in Judaism, but I'm inviting us all to expand our mind and our heart and our practices into your own homes in a way that serves your soul and your life with some kind of Shabbat. So here's where we're going to start with a Shabbat meditation from the Siddur um, that is the Hebrew Priestess Prayer Book. I will put links. I'm using one, two, three, four, five different books for this podcast And I will put a link to all of them. So those of you who want to dive in deeper um, to any of these that are really touching your soul or to build your own home practice, um, my intention of this episode is to help pull the threads from these different texts that I'm using from a variety of traditions and backgrounds um, so that you can feel it in your life. Where would this land? Do you want to have a weekly uh, honoring of Shabbat or a monthly or seasonally or um, what will fit for your life? And then what are the pieces of the teachings that most relate to you and what you need and and whether it's your family or just yourself. So that's my intention is to give you this wide range. Um, This is almost like a study, like a text study. If we were sitting together, we'd have all these books and our notebooks and we'd listen and draw and kind of jot down like what really resonates. So to kick us off, I'm reading from the Hebrew priestess uh, prayer book the Shabbat meditation and Shekinah. So let me draw in a little bit of this history for you before we jump into this meditation. Um, Most of you have been listening to this or you've been part of our circles for a long time. You've heard me talk probably ad nauseum about the divine feminine, about feminine form Ayurveda and living and planning. We talk about the feminine in all her beautiful, wonderful, wild forms. And of course, here we are, this beautiful teaching that Shabbat is actually inviting feminine in. It is the energy, the light, the essence of the divine feminine. So I'm going to use this word, Shekinah, which represents um, the feminine divine, the feminine aspects of ourself, of our soul, of our being, of our energy, um, whatever you believe in. That's the beautiful thing. You don't have to believe in anything uh, to feel the energy of Shekinah in your life. Okay, so here we go. Shekinah, you dwell in place, time, and soul. In the dimension of place, you are the cosmos itself, a home for all that is. In the dimension of time, you're the Sabbath, the new moons, the sacred occasions, reminding us of the possibility of transformation. 
in the dimension of the soul, you are the great soul bringing into being the many facets of our consciousness. On this Sabbath, as we stand before you in this place at this time with the soul you have given, reveal to us the mysteries of becoming. Be our peacemaker as we meet the conflicts within and without. Be our unweaver as we untie the tangles of our lives. Be our lover as we learn the lessons of love again and again. May this Sabbath be a sanctuary of rest and healing so that we may be healers of the world. Just breathe there. I am recording this on a Friday morning as we begin to enter the time of Shabbat. As we begin to enter, um, I wake up on Fridays and think about what's to come. Think about the devotion and the commitment to rest and relaxation and creativity and soul study that I'm approaching. So um, again, uh, a few years ago, I pretty much right as I turned 40, which is right in alignment with all of the wisdom traditions in terms of when you can explore these deeper concepts. But when I turned 40, which will now be two years ago, I came to a realization, a pretty profound realization that, you know, the first in my 20s, I had really early part of my 20s, I found yoga and and the Eastern traditions, uh, the Vedic traditions and Vedic wisdom, that was so profoundly powerful and potent for healing a lot of things that were in the body. There was this element of somatics that happened in yoga that was able to move through a bunch of trauma and and um, emotion that had been stuck in my body my whole life for as long as I could remember. And so having this physical practice, right? I'd been in therapy for my whole life pretty much. And yet still that I was very rough around the edges, very critical, very judgmental, very judgy, um, jealous, very, um, I was in so much pain. And talk therapy helped me stay in the world and it didn't move it through my body, right? It stayed in the head. I had uh, gone to Jewish camps as a child. I had uh, attended Shabbat services with my grandma as a child. I went to Israel. I lived in Israel. So Judaism was definitely a foundation and a thread of my life. I was a good American Reformed Jew. I went to uh, synagogue on the high holidays with an eye roll, right? With like, why do I have to do this? This doesn't mean anything to my life. I think this is pretty common. And any of you who've been in any sort of uh, religion may may understand what I'm saying. You know, I did it, but I didn't do it with my whole heart. So when I found the yoga wisdom and philosophy and the freedom, it felt like the, the most ultimate therapy and life coaching and healing And it woke me up in places that I did not know existed in the physical body and the emotional body and the spiritual body. So we talk in bodies and layers and in 
uh, yoga philosophy and Vedic wisdom. And we talk in these sheets or these layers. And I began to explore the inner world in a, in a whole new way than just typical talk therapy. So the somatics, the elements of breathing, and I could feel things in my hips and it, it would evoke an this big emotion, I'd have a release, a release, a release. And this happened over many, many years. Fast forward to turning 40, this intersection and awakening of cultural appropriation, uh, systemic racism in the yoga and wellness culture, um, things that I had been part of and danced with in my life in different times of my life. Um, My undergraduate degree was actually in the sociology of race, gender, and class. And so, you know, really pulling the thread when I was a classroom teacher, there was a lot of racial justice and racial activism that I was part of. But as I had my own children and little Om and the yoga studio, it really did not become at the forefront of my life. And so there was this um, missing piece for sure, as I was kind of approaching my 40s. So as I get to turn 40 and I close the yoga studio four years ago, I realized I don't want to be part of this. This isn't mine. Like these chants are beautiful. These Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. Like I love it. I love the chants. They penetrate me so deeply in ways that I feel alive. And the first time I walked into a kirtan, um, and danced and sang, I just felt at home at a deep level, like home with that ohm, right? So noticing that something was off really started to happen after I closed the yoga studio and, and started being able to study more um, different like lineages of Ayurveda, different lineages of Tantra, and this awakening to Judaism. It was like I had a conversation. I left the reform temple we were part of. And suddenly I was attracting wisdom, Jewish, mystical, spiritual, Kabbalah. All of a the sudden there was this like vast, deep, expansive world that taught so much of what I was learning in Eastern tradition, but from my own blood, from my own lineage, from my own line. So that really partnered with ancestral healing, partnered with owning, reclaiming my identity as a Jewish woman in the world. And then what would that look like if I'm chanting Om or saying Namaste? And so I've been wrestling with this for years. If you've come to any classes, you know that I often teach in Shabbat. And so we do, we light candles, we say prayers Um, in our new earth circle on Saturday mornings. We often will say Shabbat Shalom and, you know, just honoring like what is true for me and using Om and Shanti, these words that are so powerful that can penetrate the soul alongside the Shabbat Shalom, right? Like how do we integrate these beautiful traditions? So that's what I've been exploring over the past few years. And the reason this is so important right now is Shabbat, the sacred relaxation and surrendering to the divine feminine energy and all her gifts every Friday night. That's when we choose to do it. 
Friday night into Saturday now, we're adding on, is been saving me during this time at home. It is such a way to honor sacred time and to honor time passing. And people, indigenous people, tribal people, and traditions all over the world for all of time have had this sacred pause. I cannot tell you in words the feelings that vibe and tingle through my body, the giddiness I feel, the excitement as I come to this day, to this night, every week. So that's what I'm here to share with you today. And again, opening up that you don't have to do it Friday night to Saturday. Um, you, we, here's the thing I really want you to know, and this is an alignment very closely with Ayurvedic teachings of little, little, like when you start studying Ayurveda with me, I'll sort of give you like one thing at a time. Cause I don't want you to do all the things and get overwhelmed and be like, I don't want to do this. So the same with Shabbat, the same with our weekly pause. I want you after you listen to this, take a walk, grab your journal, you know, and think about and and really listen from the inside. What would most serve you right now? What would most um, be of service to your life, to the passing of time, to the sacredness of your life? And what elements do you want to add? When we started lighting Shabbat candles every Friday night, we started a few years ago um, with just that, right? We started with just when we're home, we'll light lights. Okay, now we're going to commit to being home more Fridays rather than less Fridays. Okay, now six months later, let's add this blessing. Now six months later, let's add um, this on, right? Let's add maybe just a family movie night. Now let's add maybe not, you know, turning off the phone. Like there's so many different intuitive levels and layers that can come when you practice over time. It's not a Western do it now, life hacky, like masculine approach. It's an extremely slow and gentle and nourishing approach. Do you want to keep your phone off for, you know, 24 hours? Is that possible for your life? Does that mean you allow yourself a nap on Saturdays in honor of your Shabbat? I have created my own guidelines. My family doesn't follow the same guidelines that I do. I do what feels really awesome and aligned for me, and I don't make a big fuss about it with them. I turn my phone off on Friday nights. Saturday mornings, I have a playlist that I listen to, a Shabbat playlist that has beautiful Indian music and Hebrew music and American music. It has everything that I love that just lights my soul up that I can sing once a week. And I sit with that. So I'll turn my phone on and put it on airplane and listen to this playlist. Um, I love to study prayers and blessings and, and just books that really, um, I always have a number of spiritual or um, soul books surrounding me these days. So there's no shortage of that. So I let myself read those books and also guide and lead deep conversations with other humans around consciousness, connection, and spirituality, which is why we have our new earth uh, group, which is going to turn into a power of now group for the summer. So again, like I'm creating those guidelines. I'm setting like, this is what it means for me to honor this sacred time. So I'm going to say this prayer for us 
Um, and again, you can always go back and write these out. You can just find your own that speak to your heart. But here, I just want to really give you some of the rich, deep language that I've been working with over Shabbats, um, you know, for the past few years, but then very much honoring this time and adding on. There's a Havdalah, which is a closing of Shabbat practice on Saturday at sundown. And we started adding that in. We've never done that before, but that was really fun. We got braided candles, which is part of the tradition. The in braided candles are for integration of masculine and feminine, but integration from Shabbat into life and really honoring integration, which you guys know is such a huge part of what we do at the Lola community. Also, just a beautiful thing to know about your Shabbat candles um, is to have two because they represent the masculine and the feminine, and we need both, right? We need the effort. We need the ease. Every tradition has this yin and yang. So again, just really affirming the practices that we've been doing. So here is by uh, Rabbi Siegel. Come let us light up our hearts. Come let us light up our homes. Breathe in and breathe out, making circles of love. Come let us light up our world. So I'm reading these beautiful prayers thinking, yes, this is what we are talking about in Lola and in all of our um, teachings. So typically you'd have some kind of blessing, um, you'd have a, some meal, you'd have some family time. It's a pause, a rest from uh, the week, from working. Um, I like to clean the home. Like I like to like you know, sweep and vacuum on Friday afternoons as a ritual so that when I go to rest Friday nights and Saturdays, I'm like, ah, the house is clean. I'm not, I'm not stressing about that. That's been really beautiful. Um, and also when I do the candles and the lights, um, so I've been studying a lot with a woman named Rabbi, uh, Tears of Firestone, who is, a she wrote, um, I don't think it's an actual book, but an audio program called Kabbalah for Women that I, I actually study on Shabbat, which is really beautiful. And she talks a lot. And I'm sure other teachers do too. I just want, always want to give credit to where I'm getting this information. Um, but Rabbi Firestone talks a lot about when you're looking at the lights, whenever you do your Shabbat, and you're drawing that light in and you're covering your eyes or you're holding your heart and you're just feeling that connection to the light of those two candles, remember the masculine and feminine, that you're also inviting all of your ancestors, all of your guides, all of your, whatever you believe in who is supporting you, spirits, angels, ancestors, guides, it doesn't matter. You don't have to believe in anything to just invite your family with a capital F for all generations in. And I will tell you that you guys, this is really helping me get through this time where I can't see and be with my grandmother, who is my Jewish light and my Jewish um, confidant in my life. Like she is my, my, my go-to Jewish mentor and I want to make her proud. Um, that's really important to me and always has been because she means so much to me. And, you know, my grandmother had six children and many of them I don't want to say they rejected Judaism, but it's definitely not something they practice and they've never been as devoted as I have um, for sure uh, in lots of ways. And so on Friday nights, even though I can't go to her home right now, I can't go see her in Connecticut, I invite her in and I feel her with me at the table. Yes, she's still on earth, like she is alive, but I can feel her and I can invite her presence. And then over 
the past few weeks, I've also been inviting her mother in who's not alive, right? And so I'm noticing this opening to more connection and more source to my lineage. And that is, again, kind of something I don't really have words for that I can explain to you here. So here are some suggestions for some questions. There's a wonderful um, uh, website, which I'll link called Jubilong, which has a lot of really uh, vast and interesting different types of relevant teaching. So here's what it says on Friday evening or whenever you want to have your Shabbat, have your reflection time. The Shabbat is a queen whose coming changes even the humblest home into a palace. And that's from the Talmud, one of our texts. The sh- the and the this is what the rabbis. This is how they saw it. The Shabbat is a queen whose coming changes even the humblest home into a palace. And I can say that is definitely how I feel now. Like riding the energy and the wave of who the collapse into our beautiful home and being together. So here's some reflections from Jubilong that you can jot down if you want to use tonight. Where was I last Shabbat at this very moment? Where was I physically and spiritually? Was I rushed or did I savor the coming of Shabbat? What's happened in the six days past? They go so quickly that I have hardly taken notice. What kind of person was I this week? Thoughtful, superficial, preoccupied, appreciative? Did I laugh? Did I cry? Did I tell anyone how much I love them? Did I use my week well? And what does that even mean? What lessons will I take with me into the future? As I enter into Shabbat, let me release the past week, its joys and its sorrows. Let me free myself from any misgivings or guilt. Let me be ready to look for new happiness and bring the best of me to new experiences during the week to come. I love to read that every week and read that with the kids and read that as we sit down to have dinner. And I don't necessarily read it to them, but I will look at those pick, I will look at those questions. Did I laugh? Did I cry? Where was I thoughtful? Did I tell people how much I love them? And I will talk at dinner. We will talk about these joys and sorrows. You know, it may only be five minutes. I'm not saying we do not have like hour and a half or two hour long family dinners on Shabbat. We just sit down together and have these questions. What? I can't believe it's Shabbat again. That's what we say all the time. It's Friday again. It's Shabbat again. Oh my goodness. Look at our lives. Look at time passing. Look how we are marking time. Look how we are honoring time passing and this sacred life that we have. It's just, I can't tell you how how much joy it brings my heart. And I'm noticing so much how much joy it's bringing the kids and how much connection it's bringing them. Um, So the next reading I have is from uh, Wild Mercy by Mirabai Star, and this is about laying down our burdens. (sighs) Gather your burdens in a basket in your heart. Set them at the feet of the mother, divine, Shekinah. Take this great mama, because I cannot carry all this shit for another minute and then crawl into her broad lap and nestle against her and take a nap. 
when you wake, the basket will still be there, but half its contents will be gone. And the other half will have resumed their ordinary shapes and sizes, no longer masquerading as as catastrophic, epic, chronic, or toxic. The mother, Shabbat, will clear things out and tidy up. She will take your compulsions and transmute them, but only if you freely offer them to her. Mm. And so what this chapter, what this is really inviting us to do is when we come into Friday night and we have those dinners, or again, whenever you're going to do it, you're going to have this, these candles or a blessing, a sort of switching gears into, and, and like I said, I start Friday afternoons with like sweeping and vacuuming to sort of ease in. I noticed originally, so years ago when I started, two or three years ago when I started doing this regularly, I did sort of rush around, work until three o'clock, run and go pick up the kids, run home and, you know, buy a challah at Whole Foods, buy a roast chicken at Whole Foods, and then light lights really quickly. So I'm, I'm sharing that because again, over time, I developed more of these rituals and routines that really, um, dropped into Shabbat slowly, more feminine, but I started with a very masculine intention of just lighting lights and having dinner together. So I share that so that you have the space to unfold it as you want and to um, invite and offer up. You know, you go into Friday night and you say, Mama Earth, Shekinah, Shabbat, this beautiful time, please take my burdens right now. I'm just going to relax for the next 24 hours or 12 hours or two hours, whatever you decide. And let that, let the burdens of your life, especially right now, the COVID, the disease, you know, there's always heartbreak and heartache and violence in our world. So how can we just relax, release it for a little bit of time? Then we can pick it back up when this time is over. And so this is the classic book, The Sabbath um, by Abraham Joshua Heschel. To observe the Sabbath is to celebrate the coronation of a day in the spiritual wonderland of time, the air of which we inhale when we call it a delight. Call the Sabbath a delight, a delight to the soul and a delight to the body. Since there are so many acts which one must abstain from doing on the seventh day, you might think, I've given you the Sabbath for your displeasure. I've surely given you the Sabbath for your pleasure. To sanctify the seventh day does not mean that you shall mortify thyself, but on the contrary, thou shalt sanctify it with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their senses. Sanctify the Sabbath by good meals, beautiful garments, delight your soul with pleasure, and I will reward you for this pleasure. So, you know, wearing something that you love, putting out fresh flowers, like it's not a time to say, oh, I can't work and I can't use my phone. I can't drive. And and again, you're, you don't have to do any of those things or not, but whatever you decide to refrain from, you're doing it because you're inviting the delight of the soul of the body, stretch and breathe and move and pause, have this week be a retreat for yourself, for your whole self in whatever ways you can. So just allowing yourself to come to rest whenever you can once a week. I invite you into these Sabbath practices. I can't wait truly, truly to hear how you and your family are going to start to adopt some of this, what layers you're going to add on, uh, what you might try. So I'm going to close this 
oh, there's so many beautiful um, <laughs> uh, prayers from the uh, Hebrew Priestess prayer book that I love to read um, to close out. And so I'm just trying to find one that will really resonate with you. I Literally every page of this is, is just so delicious for the heart. So I'm going to close with this. Um, prayer from the Hebrew Priestess Prayer Book. But again, if you're not into religion, don't think of it as religion. This is not about a religion. This is about deep connection to the mystical elements of our life. This is about a connection to your home, to yourself. Oh, Shekinah, beautiful divine feminine, Revered of our ancestors, delight in our rest. Notice that delight comes up all the time here. Make us holy through engaging with acts of kindness and love. May your teachings be the earth that we cultivate. Satisfy us with your abundance and awaken us to the ever unfolding spiral of life's journeys. Clarify our hearts that we may serve the world through truth and allow us to inherit the love that is Shabbat. May all who wrestle with the divine and with the holy come to find rest on this day. Blessed are we all that sanctify Shabbat.